All right, welcome back, Life in Commune. Another episode. Another episode. kicking it off. First time leading the charge. I like it. We'll tap on the shoulder. Right. Get you going. Uh That's good. I feel good about it. Felt right. What are we talking about today? We are talking about a conversation we actually had in the hospital the day after Harvey was born, Mm -hmm. which is Are your experiences numbing or nurturing you? And the reason this came up was because. In the hospital, if you've had a kid or you've been in the hospital around your partner having a kid, like me, because <laughs> I, I did not have a kid, <laughs> Don't, I just never, I never want to take that credit. I, that's always feels that's so true. weird When I used it. to say the like, we are pregnant thing, you were like, we are not pregnant. I am not. Yeah. Like, that's not, you don't need to give that to me. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is your, you get that credit. That is, you're, you're in the hall of fame for that one, not me. I would say MVP status. MVP status. And hall of fame. But yes, go on. We had four different nurses. Mm-hmm. Two of these nurses. We were there for a long time. We were there for a long time. <laughs> we haven't talked about the birth story yet, but we, yeah. had, we had some time for some rotations. Yeah. Two of these nurses were pretty rad. Mm-hmm. And two of these nurses were pretty bad. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> it was actually unintentional. Um, but yeah, so, so we had these two these two completely different experiences with obviously these two different people, and um, or four different people. And what it really, what we began to talk about, you know, after we left was obviously all of these four women were very professional, mm-hmm. um, very experienced, and uh, they knew a lot about what they were doing, what they were talking about, mm-hmm. which completely respect. But two of them were excellent at making our, giving us the opportunity to have a great experience while in the hospital. Because if you spend a lot of time in the hospital, it's a drag. It doesn't it's kind matter. of a, dra- a drab, hard place it's to be. It's a drab, hard place to be. But it doesn't matter if you're in like the, yay, new baby zone, or like the sad people are sick zone, or yeah. injured, or whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it's a hard place it's to a spend hard, a lot It's a hard place to spend a lot of time. So um, two of these people, you could tell they used their experiences working as a nurse to increase their performance, if you will, or well, to make the experience better for us. The bedside manner was helpful, yeah. informative, and and confidence-inducing. And energetic, and there was yeah. like a nice vibe to it, yes. right? And then the other two people were just like checking off boxes. You and could tell that very numb to the experience. They were just on their shift and we yeah. were part of that shift, but it didn't Which is fine. Which is fair. We've all we all have days at work that feel less mm-hmm. enthusiastic than others. Um, but it was very apparent the difference in um, approach. It was dramatic. Very apparent. And it just really made me think about <clears throat> where in your life is are the things that you repeat on a regular basis, so whether that's work or um, you know, spending time with friends or family mm-hmm. or, or you know, work out or teaching yoga or practicing yoga mm-hmm. or whatever the things you do, um, where you're becoming so numb to that experience that it really just kind of lacks the purpose that it initially had. Yeah. When things get so repetitive, and I don't say that as just a negative connotation, but when mm-hmm. things are necessarily repetitive, like work often is, mm-hmm. um, where does that take you? Does it take you into a state of, of numbing, of just I go, I do this, checking off the boxes? Or does it give more of that nurturing quality because you can draw on that experience and provide yeah. more? It's like nurturing you yeah, to yeah. become better at mm-hmm. what you're doing. Certainly. And I think that's one of the things that we always, all of us should be constantly striving for. Like you're not going to get better at something just because you do it a lot. Like you're gonna I mean, get, you will inherently get better to an extent. 
but you won't make that real yes. like that real growth that real leap unless you're paying attention and you're using your experience using your energy and your efforts into helping you grow essentially yeah nurturing your own experience exactly and when you start to like step into that i think the the most common places um you know we've already kind of said them a few times already in this podcast but is in your work mm-hmm. and in your relationships yes two places and whether it's relationships with your significant other or oftentimes i think this comes into play a lot with family uh-huh. um or even coworkers as well but relationships where it is repetitive and it's not that it is not exciting but it's not that it is exciting either um so it's easy to fall into just this uh pure repetition place and things can get a little monotonous if you don't constantly reinstill that sense of nurture into yourself or understand what what you need to bring to those experiences or what you need to get out of those experiences to make them worth more to you and worth more to everybody involved Mm -hmm. right because again at the end of the day it's not just about you it's about the community the collective that you are part of the people that you touch in your day-to-day life and the more that you can bring something to them the the easier it is to allow something to come back to you in return right just Mm -hmm. the general I wanted to say circle of life like Lion King, but that's really not the right reference to, well, to that specific but thing. It is but just like timely. an energetic circle of yes. <laughs> it's timely. It's timely. <laughs> um, because, because again, I, th- I think it's, it's one of those things that um, that happens to all of us, right? Like, how many times have you sat through like uh, a family dinner or a meeting at work or um, or a hangout with some buddies? That's just kind of like the same hangout that you guys have done like mm-hmm. countless, countless times. And it's like, all right, do I have, am I enjoying this? Am I getting mm-hmm. something out of it? Or am I just kind of becoming dull because this is how I'm spending my time? Yes. I think of when uh, I used to work at a tech company when we first started dating. Uh, I used to have this 4 p.m. Friday meeting. Yes. Which, to be honest, pretty rude to have a standing 4 p.m. Friday meeting. Um, Really just to checks and balances for your employees, I think. But uh, a standing 4 p.m. Friday meeting. To see who'd already started drinking, pretty much. Yeah, to see if beer Fridays had begun already. Um, But also at the standing meeting, it was one that the CEO could pop in on at any time, right? Woefully uninformed about what was going on, but he could pop in at any moment. Uh, But so that meeting to me was one where, this is a good example of, what are my options? I got to go every week. Mm-hmm. And this can either be a resentful, numbing experience where I'm like, just get me through this damn meeting. Mm-hmm. Just get me out of here. Or because it actually is like a, an all hands, all team meeting where real stuff could get done. Right. Could I approach this meeting in a way that I have to be there anyways. So I might as well at least have it be productive yeah. and be useful. Or it can sit there and be pissed off about it the whole time and bitter. Exactly. It's like allowing yourself to be a willing participant, even when maybe you don't want to be because it's, you know, like, oh, it's impeding impeding on your schedule Mm -hmm. or other things that you have going on in your life. So giving yourself the opportunity to be a willing participant as often as possible, Mm -hmm. I think is really important because if not, you end up wishing away time. Yep. And time is like literally the only thing that all of us have. Yeah, it's like the real currency. <laughs> it's the real the real currency is time, right? And so if you find yourself really numb in your experiences, what you end up doing is just wishing away your time, wishing away the currency that you control. Just get me through this shift. Just get me through this time. On yeah. to the next, on to the next. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, what are we doing tonight? What do you want for dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, 
salad. Okay, cool. What show do you want to watch? Oh, okay, cool. Like, like in your relationship, right? Like, if you get into those, like, those really, it's like small circles mm-hmm. of of your human experience. It it limits your ability to be really connected to what you're doing. Yeah, I think the same goes for um, teaching yoga or anything for that matter, um, as well. Because as a yoga teacher, I mean, how many times have you taught Warrior Two? Oh, plenty. But Downward facing dog. How many times have you taught just so that I've singular got, pose? The most burnout I've actually had was when we were um, full-time nomadic. And we were teaching, I think we taught like a handstand workshop like Every weekend. 30 weekends in a row. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. And I was just getting so numb to the process of it because um, I wasn't allowing, I had a system that worked. Mm-hmm. And it worked really well. Yep. And so I was like, well, there's no really reason to change my system. Well, and it's easy in that situation to, you have taught, or at that time we had taught out uh, these workshops every weekend for ever. 30 weekends in a row. Forever. And forever. Um, But for each weekend, those participants, those students, it was their first first exactly. time. It was their special experience, mm-hmm. very similar to the nurse situation in the hospital. But it was a unique experience for them, but it was not a unique experience for us. Yeah. And so it's easy for them to be really excited and on the other end to be sort of numb to the experience. Well, why should I make this unique or why should I do it? Like Because you lose sight of the fact that this is a unique, special experience on the other end of the spectrum just because you've done it so many times. Exactly. That was a really hard time, you're right. Because even though we were getting to meet so many new people it's almost like the onslaught made us numb to the the special just, just the whole it. thing yeah like the like all of the travel mm-hmm. to the job do the job yeah. right it's just like if you see um a band at the end of their tour right and they say the wrong city name yeah or something like that <laughs> not, not even yeah, see the wrong city name or just like you know when for example like vampire weekend first got really really popular and we were we saw them a few times but like the last time we saw them he was Ezra was just so gassed out. Yes. And you're just like, oh, he's not. He just doesn't not, have it today. Yeah, he's he's ready and to be. And you can't too. have it every day. Like we're yeah. all human beings. Like don't put your, that standard on yourself. But also, what can you do to avoid that from happening in yeah. the first place? So you do feel that because I know for me, um, what really reinvigorated. Uh, like teaching handstand workshops is when we evolved them into trainings, which was much mm-hmm. more exciting to me because I got to work. We get to work more with people now way more personalized. And I love that, and also like constantly changing the content, yeah, changing, changing the, the strategies, changing everything. Like it's different every single well, time. Well, giving now. yourself permission to like, okay, look at who's truly in the room instead mm-hmm. of just saying it's. X, Y, Z, this is the order of operation. Yeah. It's okay, generally, here's what I want to do, but not being so tied to like, this always looks like this. Exactly. And letting yourself kind of feel things out in the moment with less pressure to teach the exact rigorous thing that we know works. Mm-hmm. And also, just knowing that people can benefit from so many different forms of information. Like, they don't just need to enter this information portal from one entry point yeah. like there could be multiple entry points to mm-hmm. this information and so we can always try and tap into those things and once i started looking at it um in that more versatile way it was really really helpful mm-hmm. so that that was like one of the things for me that i know i like vividly remembered like this whole time also didn't help that i we had that major scooter crash and i like, couldn't move well yeah and then we really were just teaching the same thing because yeah, like, this, this is all this i got we could do right this is all i got right now but um but yeah so i, th- I think that that was one of the things that for me, you know, it, it allowed me to, to gain a bit of perspective mm-hmm. on, okay, exactly what you said. 
while I teach this stuff all the time and I'm super excited about all the things that we teach now. Like because mainly because it's all these things that I've made up, right? Yeah, so well, like yeah, awakening very yoga and everything. Deeply invested in them. Yeah, and, and it's just hundred percent what I believe in. Now mm-hmm. I think that, that that's also one of the things back then that um, that I was struggling with like in my own consciousness was um, the idea of I should teach something because it's been taught and I should teach it better because I can help people learn. Somehow I can better teach I something can, yeah, than I, everyone before me who's taught the same thing. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, what am I really bringing to Surya A yes. that, that hasn't been taught in Sun Salutation A and, over and, and over again? And it's all of a sudden make it work better. And like, it, yeah. yeah, like our strategies... It's this like, weird, like, worked, pressure exactly. situation. And like the strategies worked better for people, yeah. but the overall strategy, and we can talk about this another time, of Sun A, for example, doesn't work for like 80 five percent of people anyways right so i was trying to fix something and putting all this emphasis and focus on it that really couldn't be fixed and i was trying to conform to something that i didn't necessarily believe was the right thing for Mm -hmm. so many people and that's again part of this random offshoot but part of the reason that we created awakening Mm -hmm. yoga was to create something that we felt that was more accessible Mm -hmm. that helped people be more present to be more nurtured by their efforts than to be numb to them because I, i just think that there's nothing um there's nothing worse to me than like being numb to your human experiences because like again this is what we have you know what i mean like if you if you're not enjoying now like or finding ways to enjoy now or finding ways to um to have your own you know sense of self sense of purpose like there's no like who's to say what what is it next you know what yep. i mean like who's to say that this is the the elevation of yourself that you have the opportunity to to tap into to, to get in touch with your soul to get in touch with the parts of you that aren't tied to um you know your ego and in your your sense of being that we all need to participate in the world around us yeah and i, I think it's not to say that every moment is going to feel full of joy. You can't or carpe diem every you second? You cannot what? carpe diem every second. What? So, despite what Pinterest tells so, you. So, so at 4 a.m. when the baby wakes up? I am not carpe dieming. Are you, are you numbing, nurturing, or surviving in those moments? I am absolutely surviving in those moments <laughs> when, when I, I just, you know, there, there are going to be moments like that in every life. Um, and in every existence, but I think that it is easy to slide into a routine where we start to kind of numb and survive all of them instead of uh, feeling our way through the vastness of the other end of the spectrum, right? It's really easy to just numb and just get me out of here. I mean, even at 4 a.m., like last night at 4 a.m., when when Harvey was not eating, but also not sleeping, and mostly just smiling at me, which was very cute, but like, it's 4am, girlfriend, go back to bed. Come on, boo-boo. Like, what you doing? (laughs) This is not what we're doing right now. But she was having a grand old time. Um, But in that, like, I have a choice. I can be mad at this little, tiny, amazing being, or I can be amazed that she's alert and and wants to hang out right now. And, you know, it's not forever. And in 30 minutes, you know what she's going to do? She's going to fall back asleep. Because she always does. Right. It's kind of a game. But it's it's easy to lose sight of that in those moments, and especially when it becomes a really repetitive process, to just always go there, to go right back to that numbing or to that survival place. Exactly. I mean, I, I just remember still talking about Harvey. The, the first night that we had her here, before we really figured out her sleeping situation. Figured out. Well, we have a pretty locked down now. Yes, we have a pretty for like for her current self. We have yeah, it for decently however long figured this current out. Self lasts. Yeah, we have it decently figured out. True. I would say, right? Um, 
But I was laying out here with her on my chest and I was like, you should just go to sleep for like a few hours. Like yeah. just rest for yeah. as long as you possibly can. And I remember that night, like it went so fast and I was just staring at her the whole time and just like amazed because she's so new to me that the whole experience was like nurturing my soul and uh-huh. my state of being. And then like the next week at 3 a.m. when I was, then she was being a butt and I had to you know take her out here uh-huh. so you could rest. And I was just holding her and I was just like, Harv. What are we, we doing? What are we doing, babe? <laughs> like we, we need to, we all need to get on this same, same chill out page. You know what I mean? And and it was less like the awe, the nurturing, and more just like the like the like how can we kind uh-huh. of get th- get to a place where you're resting so I can rest so we can have this moment at like yeah. a time that's better for both of we us. We can have this moment in the daylight. Yeah, like, like that would be stellar. Um, and I think that's that's really what it's it's all about is just like beginning to tap in and understand that um, you know there's times when you need to be really present Mm -hmm. in times when you need to be really um, connected to what you're doing. And then there's also times where you're going to be a little bit less Mm -hmm. because, because again, everything is a wave. Every every single thing is a wave. Like there's, it's, and it's, I don't even think it's like highs and lows or ups and downs. It's just like, there's just like a wave and then there's another wave Mm -hmm. and there's another wave. And I don't think like, again, waves are necessarily like, a good or a bad thing because so when Harvey freaks out we call it going full pterodactyl right and yeah. sometimes there's a wave of full pterodactyl right and sometimes there's a wave but there's of always like, a sway but a wave of, of whatever a crest or a valley of sweet peaceful sleep too. or a wave of that right like yeah. a streak of time like yes. just it just there's nothing that's truly consistent um, besides your own efforts, energies, and attitudes, right? Those are the things that you can control. So those are the things that can be consistent. But everything else, there'll always be a stroke of randomness involved in that process. Mm-hmm. And if you give yourself the opportunity to embrace it, then all of a sudden you're allowing yourself to be nurtured by being conscious in your experiences. I think that's really sweet. Really? Yeah, I do. I think that's really sweet. Because oh, wow. it's true. Because it's a hard perspective to have in the moment of like, it is the, it's the very much this is temporary. Yeah. Um, that this is not forever. And it's really, really hard to hold on to that when you're in the midst of something that you want to numb, that mm-hmm. you want to numb out of, that you want to check out of. Because there are certainly plenty of parts of our life, whether it's that nurse and she's on a, a, a 12 hour shift or a 24 hour shift or, or a 28 hour shift or a terrible commute home or is having a shitty day. Um, there's a million reasons why you'd want to numb out and why it may have felt like that on our end of the spectrum. Um, And it's not to say that anyone doesn't have the right to feel that way or to react that way, but it's interesting to notice when we go there over and over again, Mm -hmm. right? And instead of reminding ourselves that, that, yeah, this might be hard or this is not ideal or this is boring or this is repetitive, but it's also not forever. Exactly. And and even tapping back into the teaching thing, while teaching the handstand workshop, for example, was really numbing to me at that time because I was doing it so much, teaching every other workshop was so fulfilling. Like I was just having such a blast doing that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like all of my teaching was kind of like this numbing experience. It was just like this one particular part. Which happened to be part that everyone really loved. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And again, we evolved the process and now it's. Well, and found a way to make it be exactly the balance that we needed to Mm. keep it fresh, interesting, not just for students, but for you and I. Yeah. And again, like if you just teach regular public class and that's the only thing that you do, like giving yourself the opportunity to either teach different styles of classes Mm -hmm. or teach workshops, even workshops for free, you guys, it's going to keep your mind fresh. Yeah. Like it's going to keep your your presentation of information fresh, fresh, which is going to allow you 
the opportunity to be a better version of yourself as a teacher, as a person presenting information. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just want to have to go out there and give the same Dharma talk, the same rah-rah speech, the same, the same, the same, because you're, you, it loses the luster that it had for you, which then in turn loses the luster that it has for the students, Certainly. right? Because that's, that's really the balance that I think you're looking to find is people will be excited about the things that you're excited about if you're having a high level of um, enthusiasm in your presentation mm-hmm. and making the, the information digestible. Mm-hmm. That's like nuggets on two well, ends people, right there. People can tell when you're, when you're checked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you can tell. Students can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and as teachers, we've all been there. Um, and it's not to say we won't all go through phases of that of in any, any walk of life or any profession. Um, but students and colleagues and whoever it is that you're interacting with, they can tell. And so I think it is something that's worth inquiring within yourself when you find yourself uh, stuck in those loops or those patterns, always going back to to asking that question, is this numbing or is this nurturing? Yeah. What do you think your checkout habit is? Me? I just go to sleep. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, not right now. I don't go to sleep. Yeah. Um, but typically in my life, that has been my, my numbing habit is to just... Uh, wish the time away, which is really, it makes me really sad to say out loud that I've spent a lot of time in my life doing that, but to just, okay, well, I'll just start over tomorrow, Mm -hmm. right? To just pretend like that time doesn't matter and to want to skip it, which makes me sad. And that time when we were traveling a lot, I was having a hard time with some of the travel and I found myself wishing it away, which is so, so unfortunate in retrospect. And I know you felt it at the time too. Um, You felt it. And that makes me sad that that was, um, a hard time and I wish I had approached it differently and with more um, more inquiry and more compassion as well because that's just a, it's a shitty way it's it's a helpful way to cope in small nuggets like in this is a really I had a hard day at work I'm gonna go to bed early I'm gonna feel better tomorrow that's a healthy way to do it but to just wish time away um, is is not nurturing to myself but also to those around me like not in my relationships and it wasn't to you at the time and so that tactic, I think, um, can backfire as well. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about people that always want to start things tomorrow? What? It's just not for winners, right? Like, like if you always, because everyone can always start oh, tomorrow. Oh, I thought you wanted like a real trope. And I was like, the sun will come out tomorrow? Like, I thought you were like, what do, <laughs> no. they, what do they say? And I was like, well, no, but, but, just says. In, just, but just in general, like, like by going, yes. like every single day, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to start my my healthy lifestyle tomorrow. I'm going to start my yoga practice tomorrow. I'm going to start trying harder at work tomorrow. I'm going to start um, making the bed tomorrow. I'm going to start yeah. cleaning the house better tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. We're all a big fan of tomorrow. Yeah. And Tomorrow's nobody, very alluring. Tomorrow is very alluring, right? Be a fan of today. Start today. Start now. Like the more you can get yourself into that mindset, because this is something I'm really working on mm-hmm. for myself with the things that like I can quote-unquote low-hanging fruit type mm-hmm. stuff like oh um, this is like one of the biggest things I noticed for me since we've had the baby is like not wasting time in terms of like getting the dishes done yeah or other like other little things like the dishes are easy to get done when there's not that many dishes mm-hmm. the dishes are harder to get done or the laundry is harder to fold mm-hmm. when you're backtracked on loads of laundry well, when you're backtracked on dishes you know? i don't want to be in the middle of a sweet moment with harvey june and be thinking oh fuck, i need to do those dishes yeah you know what i mean like i'd rather just 
check off that box in a quick moment or it's yeah. like the idea that every time you walk through a room you take one thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like every time I'm gonna go to the bedroom I'll take something that goes to the bedroom exactly. instead of letting it all pile up and taking it yeah. all at once it's just like taking time taking advantage of today mm-hmm. because tomorrow is gonna be another thing when that happens yeah. but you gotta start you gotta start now like if, if you're always it starts tomorrow then nothing ever gets done you gotta be a person that's about today that's about the moment you gotta Dare I say, be about that action, boss? Exactly. That's a nice little finishing line. Be about that action, boss. I hope there's got to be a few listeners that at least get that reference. Otherwise, we're right over the head. It's all right. If you get the reference, send us a message. Let us know. (laughs) With that being said, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Definitely, this is something to really consider um, and to ponder over the week. Like, I really, really, really can't stress it enough like where are you turning off clicking off going numb going checking off the boxes versus where are you using your experiences and your experience to actually nurture yourself your growth and nurture the experiences that you're giving to other people and really checking in and being part of um, the process being part of your journey mm-hmm. I will ponder it at 4 a.m. tonight and report back really <laughs> we'll see cool just just <laughs> Report back at like 9 a.m. or so. Yeah. Let's not Let's not have a combo at 4. Okay. Oh, you don't want to hear about it at 4? Okay. Well, <laughs> those, are, those are thoughts you can ponder on I'll your... I'll roll over and let you know. Hey, Patrick, I, I had a thought. What is it? I'm numbing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is numbing. <laughs> I'm going to scroll a bunch right now. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a great rest of your week. We hope to catch you in person soon. Um, we'll be teaching... All over Europe in September, or end of September to October, we'll be teaching in Edinburgh at Scottish Yoga Conference, in Dublin at Yoga Hub, in Amsterdam, and in London at Indaba. And the 300 hour in Bali is all sold out for this year, but registration will be up for next year uh, in about a month. Yeah, November 2020. Yeah, once that's going, then new openings for 2020. And then you can find us also for a 200-hour program in Seattle. It is 16 days, really good crew, and it will be at Commune Yoga. So that's February 1st through 16th, 2020. Have an amazing day.